Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. shared the devotional yet do me a favor go ahead and share the devotional just when you share it just say thank you lord god oh my god thank you for peace and thank you for protection and thank you for provision and thank you for love and thank you for grace and thank you for mercy and thank you for my home thank you for my car thank you for josiah's car just thank you for gas in my car thank you for my mind we thank you lord god for eyes to see i thank you for my hands that move i thank you lord god i just thank you for how well you provide for me i thank you for daily bread i thank you for a fresh anointing and a fresh wind blowing i just 
thank you for your faithfulness to us. I just thank you, Lord God, for how well you love us. I thank you for keeping us. I thank you, Father God, for a bed to sleep in. I thank you, Father, for my coffee this morning. I thank you, Lord God. I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As the psalmist will say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth this morning. I just say thank you. This morning I just say, I just say thank you. This morning I just say thank you. This morning I just say thank you. I just say thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot bless your name enough. I cannot praise you enough. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. I just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the angels that were encamped around me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the ladies for last night's Bible study. Thank you for Bible study last night, Lord God. It was so powerful. It was so needed. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you have made me to overcome through Christ Jesus. I thank you, I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, Lord God. I magnify you, Lord God, I magnify you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank him enough. He is so faithful. He is so worthy. I just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will lift my hands and praise. My God, in adoration, we adore you. We glorify you. Oh, my God. I was laughing because I was listening to something not long ago. And um, I remember how I used to have such a hard time with praise and worship because I really didn't understand it um, because I, I'm like I would see the emotionalism tied to it and I would think I'm not that emotional. And then I begin to realize that uh, when we get to heaven, that's all we're going to do is worship him. When we get to heaven, that's all we're going to do is worship him. Right. So when I begin to understand, like. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter into his courts with praise. Like the only part of the service is, is, is like a worship, is for God for worship. Like the worship, the word is not for God. God is the word. But the part of the service that is for God is worship. So it changed um, my thought process. And then I began to just fall in love and adore and realize who he was as the king of glory and realize who he was as the great I am and realize that he was my provider and he's my protector and he's my sustainer of life and he's my kinsman redeemer and he gives me fresh grace and he gives me mercy and Jesus died for me like God loved me so much that he sent his son for the penalties of my mistakes and my sins my past ones my now ones right like just how intentional he is with me and how much he loves me and how much he considers me. My God. And as I begin to meditate on not just his blessings, not like his blessings, like how much he he forgives my sins when I mess up, right? 
when I began to really recognize what kingdom was really about, my God, and this loving and this forgiving and this merciful and this tender and this responsive God, and how he had protected me from things even in my mess, and how he longed to be in a relationship with me. Like how he longed to be in a relationship with me despite my shortcomings. He was not people. Like he was not people. As I began to recognize that he was not people. Woo! He was not people. He was not. He was not fickled. He was consistent. He was longing. He was looking for me every morning. He wanted to start his day with me. Woo! I didn't have to convince him about who I was. I didn't have to write a resume out. I didn't have to uh, project a certain skill set. I didn't have to do anything that I just needed to be Lakeisha. I just had to be LMJ. Woo! When I began to recognize who he really was as creator and as father, my God, and even in when I was being persecuted, and even when people were talking about me and even when people didn't like me, this God still loved me. This God still considered me. This God still kept me. This God still held me in his bosom. When I walked away from him, when I was no longer seeking him, this God still met me exactly. As a matter of fact, he came looking for me. Like he came looking for me. That's the whole point of the prodigal son. Oh my God. To demonstrate the love of our father, the father that, I, that he has for us. He came looking for me. Like here was this God looking for me. The word of God says he'll leave the 99 and come after the one. Oh my God. Even in my worst mistakes, even in things that didn't glorify him. He came looking for me. Oh my God, he was after me. He's still after me. He still desires me. He still longs for me. Woo! He still wants me. Oh my God. That, like, can I just read this to you? There, there's some people on here that have probably never experienced even the word of God, right? And so I just, I just want to read this to you. This is Luke 15. 11th chapter and the 32nd verse, right? Um, and if we can ever see ourselves as the prodigal son or perhaps <laughs> um, get revelation of who this father is, it will change our life. And it says, and he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them not many days later. Woo! This me, that was me. I, I don't know. This this was this this was me. Like this was me. Like this was me. This was me. Impatient, selfish, self-centered, wanting to do things my own way, not waiting on the timing of God, not realizing um who I was, was not caught up in things. Come on, y'all. Oh my God. Like this is who, this, y'all, this was me, right? I need it all. I want my money. I want it now. <laughs> I, I want everything. I want it now. Like, I need all, I want to experience everything now. This was me. Like, this, this was, this was me doing everything fast, moving ahead of God, not being patient. No, give me my stuff now. And, and God was simply like he was, like this father was to his son. Go on, girl. Then. <laughs> See, this is what I love about Jesus. Now, this is what I love about God. He said, just, I don't care what nobody tells you. God never forces himself on you. I, I need you to hear me. God will never, people will present a religion 
to you of a God who forces himself on you, of a God who's trying to control you. And that is not, God offers and we accept. Like God offers, he offers and we accept. He's not a forcing kind of God because he knows if he has to force himself into a relationship with you, you will not have the same deep appreciation as just when you fall in love with him at your own will, right? Like you'll not have the same deep, deep appreciation if he got to force you to be in a relationship with him, right? It's, you're, you're not going to um, learn to love him if you don't really get to know him personally on your own. He's not that son of God. So I see this father, like the father, he says, well, give me, give me this, give me my stuff, give me my, I want my money, I want it now, <laughs> right? He says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Woo! My God. Maybe you don't know what it's like to live reckless. But baby, come on now. Maybe you don't know what it's like to live reckless. Right? Reckless means that I'm without thought. Woo! That I'm without thinking. Right? And I don't recognize the consequence of my actions. And can I tell you something? Everything that's presented to us in the flesh that teaches us to desire, to gratify, to seek after the flesh will never teach us to be responsible for our actions. It just will not. It will never teach us how to be responsible for our actions. It will never tell us to be responsible for our actions. The flesh wants what the flesh wants without the consequences. The flesh is demanding. The flesh is inconsiderate. Woo! The flesh, this fleshly body wants what it won't want. That's why strongholds are so powerful. Because once the flesh locks into it, it treats it as the absolute. Man, I'm about to go somewhere. <laughs> once the flesh locks into it, it treats it as the absolute truth. Once the flesh bites into it, right? Because the flesh likes... The flesh is trying to devour us. The enemy is real, real. The word of God tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities. But once our natural man locks into something that is carnal, the flesh bites down on it. And it becomes, it's like morphing into it. If you've never seen the movie um, Spider-Man, when there's this little black thing that attaches himself to Peter Parker and presents an alternative to his personality, that's what it's like. Like, that's what it's like. That's what it's like when we're reckless. It's without causes, without thoughts, it's without actions. Woo! My God. It becomes, it becomes, the flesh becomes so intentional. It's not that, it's not like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm trying to gratify and satisfy this flesh. It's addictive. Venom. Thank you, Cambria. It's, it's, it's addictive. Like, it just is. Right? So here we see the, son, the prodigal son in reckless living. Right. And then when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country and he began to be in need. So then he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country who sent him into his fields to feed the, feed the pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods of the pigs and ate and no one gave him anything. I, I told one of my sons this one time. I said, I want to tell you something. Don't let this world fool you. <laughs> Don't let, don't let this world fool you. Don't let this world make you think it's for you. 
because when it comes down to it after you spent after you tapped out don't let your friends like like i'm so big on family don't don't let your don't let this world fool you because because it'll look like it's riding for you um it'll look like it's down for you do not let this world let you forsake your god do not let this world cause you to forsake your family i said do not let this world fool you because at the end of the day this world is not going to give you anything it, it's not this world is not going to give you anything i promise you it is it's designed to draw you in and then turn its back on you and so it says no one gave him anything it says but when he came to himself he said now how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread but I perish here with hunger. He said, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and he came to the father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt with compassion. And this is so powerful because if you understand the context of what was happening here in the culture, I know for a fact the father had to be looking for him because in their culture, typically, if you do what the prodigal son does, then the villagers had a right to be looking for you and to stone you. Woo! Like the villagers had a right. That's that's the, that's what the culture was like. The villagers had a right to look in the minute they see you, they could stone you to death. So here the father is, here he is on his way home. Here the father is, he sees him. Come on now, this is so deep. And this is the same way. See, your identity, we're learning our reality, we're learning our identity in Christ. Your identity is not in your fallen nature. Woo! Free us this morning, Lord God. Your identity is not in your sin. Oh my God. I'm talking to the one this morning that thought they was trapped in their sin. I'm talking to the one this morning that thought they were trapped in their mess. I'm talking to the one this morning this morning that thought that God could never forgive them. I'm talk, talking about talking to, to the one this morning that thought God would leave them or forsake them. I'm talking to the one this morning that's been so heavy in condemnation that that's where their identity, they their identity was attached to their mess. Woo! See, the prodigal son had attached his identity to his mess. He didn't realize that no matter what he had done, he was still the father's son. My God, no matter how much one of my kids mess up, no matter how much one of my kids, they still born of me. They're, they're still with me. They're still of me. <laughs> they don't, it doesn't change who they are because they do things that I don't approve of or that I don't like. They're still my son. James, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judy, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey, which are my grandson. That's still my heritage. Even if it doesn't look like they're on the path in the road, they're still mine. They still belong. And that's the same for us. We still belong to the Father. We still, we still, you got to see this for yourself. We still belong to the father this is deeper this is so deep it says he was full with compassion Woo! my god it wasn't it was just this this one oh there's this i'm happy he said no i'm full with compassion he's filled with compassion for him oh my god that means he has an understanding oh my god oh he's sympathetic 
He's concerned for him. He's not just, oh, I'm just, oh my God, it's good to see him. No, he's full with compassion. No matter the pain, no matter the circumstance, no matter where you've been, no matter how filthy you felt, no matter whether you've been on or off, in church, out of church, no matter, this is the love the Father has for you. This is where your identity is. This is the trueness of God's character and his nature. Not a God out to destroy you. Not a God that's trying to kill you. Woo! Not, not a God that's longing to punish you. The church has been like, oh, the Lord is trying to whoop you. No, this is a God that's looking to love you and to restore you. This, this is a God that sees the value of you. This is a God that knows why he created you and what plan he has for you. Oh, my God. If we, if we could ever get this down as parents, it would change the nature of his relation, our relationship with our children. We wouldn't be so condemning. We, 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 we wouldn't. We'd be full of compassion. We'd be sympathetic. Come on, y'all, to their struggles. We'd be sympathetic to their sin. We'd be sympathetic because we would remember that the same God, my God, when we were prodigal, when we were in a mess, when we were trying drugs, when we were having sex outside of marriage, when we were drinking, when we were driving, when we were cussing, when that same God that loved us, that same God that was full of compassion for us, is the same God that loves them. So he said, he says, but when he came to himself, how many of my father's hired servants? He says, he's, I'm going, I'm going to repent, basically is what he said. He said, Father, I've sinned against you, heaven, and before you, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He determined he was not be worthy to be called God's son. He determined, God never, he said, he determined, so many of us do that. We determine we're not worthy to be called his son. Woo! And then we're in a space where we're waiting, come on, for the mess to end before we come. You don't even have to wait for the mess to end to come. Woo! That's your freedom today. Woo! That's your freedom. You don't see, that's, that's the, the fallacy and the trap of religion. That's the fallacy and trap of works. See, works and religion will keep you out of right relationship with God because it will tell you time and time again, oh, no, you got to pull off. Like, it's got to be together. You got to pull it together. You got to have the right look. You got, you got to, every time Jesus encountered someone, they were in the middle of their, every time Jesus delivered someone, they were in the middle of their mess. And he didn't address the mess first. He poured out his love on them. Then he said, now go and sin no more. Woo! He had compassion for the circumstances. When he met the woman at the well, he didn't call her a whore or a hoe or whatever your term or vernacular is. When he met the woman as well, he said, I got something that'll change your life. He said, I got something that will change your life. There's a power living in me that'll change your life, baby. Then he brought her to a place of repentance. Then he, then he showed her the things inside of her. But he showed her his love. He showed her what he was made of. He, he showed her what he decided. He said, I got something inside of me that will change. I, I will change your life. He knew who he was talking to. He knew she had been with multiple men. That wasn't his concern. He was concerned about her internal life. He was concerned that 
she come to know him as savior he was concerned more come on now not about the the condition she was in Woo! not about the state that she seen oh my god so it says father i have father i've sinned against you heaven and before you i'm no longer worthy to be called your son treat me as one of your hired servants and he rose and came to his father but while he was still a long way off Lord God, I thank you for seeing us a long way off. <laughs> I thank you, God, that you see us when we're struggling. I thank you, God, when you, you see us when we're transforming. I thank you, God, that you see us when we're sitting in the back of the church. I thank you, God, that you see us when we're on the devotional, but we're not really saying anything. I thank you, God, when you see us when we bypass the church. I thank you, God, when you see us when we open up. Just when you see us in a long way off. I thank you, Lord God, that you see us in the club i thank you lord god that you see us in the trap house i thank you lord god you see us even when we still selling drugs i thank you god that you see us um when we're living outside ourselves in sexual immorality i thank you god that you still see us that you see us when we're even a long way off <laughs> that, that you see us when we feel defeated that you see us when we're in depression that you see us when we're in anxiety that you see us when we're in fear that you see us when we're in worry that you see us when when we don't even want to deal with you i'm gonna share something with you um for about six months i wouldn't talk to god i was a time in a season in my life where i was disappointed i was hurt there were some things that i had prayed and i had asked god and i trusted god and i believed god and it did not happen and as a matter of fact, what it looked, what happened was it actually ended in the death of a situation. And so for six months, I ain't had no conversation for God. I'm not getting ready to sit here and tell you. And I'm talking about this was like in the last eight years. I had no, I didn't want to talk to God. I was not going to church. I was faking it. But I had no desire to have a conversation with God because I was disappointed because I was frustrated, because I put my hope and my faith in him. <laughs> so I was a far way off. I was a far way off. And can I tell you, he saw me. <laughs> he still saw me. He still was looking. He was still full of compassion. And then one day I was in my room and I was cleaning and I was doing something. And I heard, I heard the voice of the Lord say, when are you going to tell me? When are you going to tell me? And I said, I'm so mad at you. I'm so, I'm so mad at you. I'm, I so, I'm so mad. You knew exactly how this was gonna turn out. I'm, you let me stand in faith, you let me believe you, you let me lay hands on this situation. I'm worshiping and praying. I'm so mad at you right now. And just like the father here, God says good, and he knew where I was. He says good. Now we can deal with this. Good, good. You got it out now? 
you you got it out now <laughs> good now we can deal with this <laughs> he says and the son came to him father of sin against heaven before you i'm no longer worthy to call his son but the father said to his servants bring quickly the best robe put it on him put a ring in his head see some of y'all afraid to talk to god like that <laughs> God already, already knows your heart. God already knows your intentions. God already knows. See, religion religion makes us think we got to be in this stoic. Well, that's not reverence. He already know when you're defiant. He already know when you don't trust him. He already know when you're in fear of him. He already know if it's a fear of the Lord or a fear of me. God knows absolutely everything. See, some of us are so afraid to be so real with God. We missing opportunities for the relationship. This is, this is what the five prodigal son did. He, he had to push past the barriers of his mistake. He had to push past the fear of acceptance. Come on, y'all. He, he had to push past what the villagers and what the people might say about him. He, I'm sure he had thoughts of what his older brother was thinking towards him. He had to push past all of that and get to the one he knew could provide. Get to the one he knew who could protect. Get to the one he knew loved him no matter what he says but the father said to his servants bring quickly the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his hands and the shoes on his feet and bring the fat calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and now found and now we begin to celebrate this is the kind of god we serve this is the kind of God we serve. This is the kind of God that, not this God that man presents to you. This is the kind of, this is an intentional God. Woo! This is a compassion God. This is a loving God. This is, this is a God of the moment. This is the God that still sees you when you're far off. He's just that kind of God. He's just that kind of father. He's just that kind of love. He knows. I wish you would put that in your notes and your comments today. God knows. Like God knows me. God knows exactly. I'm not hiding myself from God. When he approached Adam and Eve in the garden and was like, where are y'all? You think he didn't know where they were? He knew exactly where they were. He's a restoration kind of God. And he's looking to restore you. Father God, I thank you for your word today. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus so that we can experience and live in more, than your, more of your power. Give us revelation of this word. Let it be imparted in our hearts. Let, 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 let us be saturated in your presence. Let us take what we ate here today and let it, let, us, let it move us into a closer relationship to you. Let us make us more compassionate towards others because you see us way differently than we see ourselves. Let our hope be in Christ Jesus. Let the resurrection power be evident in our life. Holy Spirit, come. Woo. 
you dwelling in us, but we need you to flood us, flood our being, give us wisdom, give us insight, give us comfort, give us strength, go before us and advocate for us today. Speak in the eyes and the ears of those that we need to be connected to. I thank you for divine interruptions today. I thank you for divine impartation today. I thank you, Father God, for encounters, Holy Spirit, that we have yet to experience before. Woo! Renew us. Renew a steadfast spirit in us. Draw us out of dark places into your marvelous life and let us hunger and thirst for righteousness and let our children hunger and thirst for righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or maybe you just want a fresh start, can you repeat after me? Your confession of faith is what starts this. The Holy Spirit brought you here to start this. So will you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to forgive forgive me of my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and I would love to send you a Bible and some other resources and continue to disciple you. If that's you and you put a renewed and restored hope in Christ Jesus today, I'm praying that the Lord overwhelm you and take you. Because can I tell you something? There is nothing like my relationship with God. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing that I ever got in this world that compares to God. I can put, that's a hundred. We love to say that. That's a hundred. There's nothing that can compare to that. Ooh. Now, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner to give to this ministry, go to the website, lmjministries.org. Oh, my God. And you can give there. You can see all the ways we give this weekend. We have an opportunity to beat the streets. If you've never been a part and you want to come serve, um, come join us. <laughs> We're going to put together these meal kits and disperse them downtown city of Little Rock. We have Flint Global. We have Drew Project, Second Chance Church, Canker, all these organizations that we give into faithfully Woo! to make in kingdom impact throughout this world. If you want to be a part of that, go to the website and give. Now, I love you. I love you, but more than anything, there's a God that loves you. There's There's a God that loves you. So do me a favor, go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Someone needs to know God is real. And the only way that they're gonna know he's real is that they encounter his love and you be the conduit. Lord, let us be conduits of your love today. Now, may he bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May favor go before you and be your rear guard. May you experience and know him as healer. And may he bless the work of your hands. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, we praise you, and we magnify you. Woo, my God, our comfort and our trust is in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, peace. Woo.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.